0: I remember one Christmas Eve, I was probably, I don't know, eight or nine, maybe ten. And every Christmas Eve, we would gather together at my grandmother's house. Um, My aunts and uncles and my cousins, we would all gather together and we'd have a nice Christmas Eve meal. And we'd open gifts and exchange gifts, you know, the traditional thing. And, uh, there's one memory I have that I will never forget. We were, it was me, my brother, and my cousin. And when we got together, things got pretty rowdy. And all the adults were in the other room talking, and we were there. We had our food in the living room, and things started to get pretty rowdy and rambunctious. And I had set my plate of food on the couch, and we just started playing around and, and pushing around and, and having a good old time. Well, all of a sudden, I got shoved. And I just landed right on that food on the couch there, and I tell you, I got up as fast as I pushed. I was pushed down on that food, and we just laughed, and it was such a good time. I always have that memory. Having that Christmas Eve celebration uh, sticks with me. But you know something? We we had the fun, we had the festivities, and boy, we had the food. But there was something missing. There is something missing. You probably noticed that uh, next to Culver's, or maybe you received in the mail, uh, a mail-out of a picture of um, a manger, and then it's dark on the one side, and then the other side it's light, and in the distance you'll see uh, the, three, the scene of the three crosses. And the words above that that picture said, Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. The one thing that was missing growing up, having that Christmas Eve celebration, was Jesus. We had all the celebrations of Christmas, but the one thing that wasn't present there growing up was Jesus. And it's ironic because Christmas is about Christ. Now, our effort to put up this, this have this billboard and mail-outs, it was to invite people out tonight, but it was mainly to remind people as they go about their day and their hustle and bustle and shopping and plan-making and all that, it was to remind people that Jesus is the reason for the season, and that you can't have Christmas without Christ. I'd like to talk briefly about that meaning. You see, many of us are willing to admit, yeah, Christmas is about Christ, Many of us are, are willing to admit that we should preserve that meaning as much as possible in our society that's trying to push that meaning out more and more. I heard of recently an effort to try to make Festivus an official holiday, and I didn't know what this Festivus was. I looked up, apparently it was something with Seinfeld, and they, they, they didn't celebrate Christmas, so they celebrated Festivus, and, and now there are actually people trying to make it a holiday to replace Christmas. I mean, you see these things in society, and so there are people, and it's good, we're trying to preserve that nativity scene, preserve that meaning. But many of us forget the deeper meaning. Why is Jesus the reason for the season? Why is there a nativity scene? And so the Bible verse we picked was found in Matthew chapter 1. You can turn there if you'd like. Matthew chapter 1. And it tells us of that Christmas story. Matthew chapter 1, in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After His mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. This is the virgin birth. And then verse 21 says this, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, The virgin shall be with child and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. The angel told Mary and Joseph that they are to name that child Jesus. And the reason why they told them to name the child Jesus was because He will save His people from their sins. You see, the name Jesus Christ, Christ is not like the last name. Christ just means Messiah or the Chosen One. The name Jesus means God is salvation. For He shall save His people from their sins. That's the reason why Jesus came as a baby in the manger. Now, we don't like to talk about sin, right? It's really not a a fun thing to talk about. People don't like to bring up the subject of sin. But when you think about it, talking about sin is not really what makes us uncomfortable. It's sin itself that makes us uncomfortable. Sometimes it's good to talk about something because it gets us on the right path of healing or solving the problem. For example, if You're diagnosed with the disease. It's good to talk about the disease, find out the symptoms, so that way you're one step closer to the cure. So let's talk about the symptom of sin and how Jesus saved us from that. As we just heard from someone reading to us, we heard these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and it says that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. You have light, and you have darkness. I'd like to use this Advent wreath to illustrate the symptoms for which Jesus came to save us from knowing God and having a relationship with God is like having light in your soul and what sin has done is it has extinguished that light for example we were made to have peace with God We were made to have a a peace so that when we lay our head down on the pillow at night, all is well because we have peace with our Creator. But what sin has done, it has extinguished that peace. And it has made our world a little bit darker. This candle, the pink candle, was a shepherd's candle of joy. It represented the joy of the shepherds when they heard the angelic message of Christ being born in Bethlehem. We were meant to have joy in God. We were meant to have um, a, a deep rooted joy. It's not just cheerful happiness, it's something deep and rich. But what sin has done, it has removed that joy. It has taken away that that inner joy that is sure like an anchor and true. What sin has done is extinguished that life and has made our world a little bit darker. The next candle that we lit was the Bethlehem candle of faith. You see... We were created to have communication with God, and God was to communicate to us. But you all know what happened that day when Adam and Eve were there in the garden. God had told them, you can eat from any uh, tree bearing fruit except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Well, one day Eve was there by the tree, and Satan, the enemy of God came in the form of a serpent and said to Eve, did God really say you shouldn't eat? You see, Satan put doubt in Eve's mind. And Adam and Eve, when they ate the fruit, what they were doing was they were doubting God. And that's what happens when we don't have faith in God, we doubt God. God gives us His Word, He gives us His truth, and we doubt Him. We don't trust Him. That's what sin has done. And as a result, it has made our world a little bit darker. The first candle that we lit uh, the last week of November, that was the prophecy candle of hope. It talked about the prophecy of Isaiah several hundred years before Jesus was born to give people hope. You see, knowing God gives us hope of a better tomorrow. It gives us hope that one day, when we cross the threshold of this life, we'll be at home in heaven. It's not hope in ourselves. It's not hope in our family. It's not hope in our finances. It's hope in God, which is like a fixed foundation that you can build on. What sin has done in this world and in our hearts, we all want to admit, it has extinguished that hope. And you see in the world today, the world is filled with a lot of hopelessness. And what sin has done, it has made our world a little darker. But all these other candles, hope, faith, joy, peace, these are all secondary, but his primary is that we were made to have life with God, to know God and to to be known by him. Jesus said that this is eternal life, that they may know you, the Father, and know me, Jesus Christ. But what sin has done, it has taken out that life. And it has made our souls, not the world around us, but it has made our souls very dark. Now, I know you didn't come here tonight to hear a message of doom and gloom. But think about this with me for a second. I've shared this with some of you before. When I worked in a restaurant, there was a a freezer door that you would go in to get some products, and one day I decided to go inside that freezer and turn out the light. Because when you close the door, it seals off everything else, and so I closed the door and I shut off the light. And I tell you something: I have never experienced in my life a more dark existence than in that room. There was not one crack of life from the threshold, that one spark, it was the pitchest black I've ever experienced. I want to take you into that room with me for a good reason. You're in the room. You see how guilt from sin has extinguished that life. And then you hear these words. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. Right here is the reason why Jesus became a baby in a manger. He came to bring the light of life To whoever will receive him. He came to die on the cross for our sins and to give his life for us. When you trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, what you're doing, you're receiving the Christmas gift, you're receiving life. You will have a life with God and it'll be like a light in your soul. And it'll be... It's hard to explain until you receive it. It's like if you're married. It's hard to explain what it's like being married to somebody who's never been married. Because you just... You can use words, but you really don't know the deeper meaning until you've been there. But one effect of trusting in Christ for your Savior is that you have peace with God. That life gives you peace in your soul so that you know that God is there and that you've been brought together to Him and that no matter what's going on out there, it'll never touch your soul. It's not dependent on circumstances. Anything can happen and you will have peace with God. Also, that life will come into your soul and give you joy. You'll have the joy of the Lord as your strength to carry you through your days. You'll have that deep, abiding, rooted joy that's not just, it's not dependent on those happy times. It's something that is, even through the storms, can be there. Deep down underneath, behind the frowns, there's still the joy of the Lord in your soul. When you read God's Word, it'll become alive to you and you'll believe it and you'll trust God and He'll guide you through this life. He'll give you direction. He'll give you steps you can take. He'll give you paths you you can walk in. He'll help you with your decisions in this life. He'll help you with the big uh, changes that may come. And you can trust Him by faith. And ultimately, you will have hope. Because you'll have hope that the Bible is true when it says, in Him was life, and that life was the light of men. So that if you believe in Jesus, you have everlasting life in this life and in the life to come. So that when you die, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But it comes from trusting in Christ. It comes from receiving the Christmas gift. Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Have you received Jesus as your light, as your life? Has He saved you from your sins? Has, you, has He given you His light in your heart? But you can receive Him tonight. The Bible says that Jesus' offer is to everyone at all times... We have to receive it like a gift. Just like tomorrow, many of you will be receiving a gift. It's not something you earn, it's not something you work for, it's something that's given to you. Will you do that tonight? And will we will you rejoice in the light that is in Jesus? Why don't you bow your head with me in a Closing prayer here. Father in heaven, I thank you for the light of life. And I pray that anyone here who desires that light, desires that life, would call out to you now and say, Lord, I realize that sin has extinguished that life in my heart. Forgive me. Would you come and light my soul? Put that flame in my heart. Give me that that life that I just heard of. And I know that when you do, you'll give me that peace. You'll give me that joy. You'll give me the ability to trust you in faith. You'll give me hope. May you be remembered. In Jesus' name, amen.